Hello. Hello. Hi. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi. Good I can hear evening. myself far too well. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're really loud there. Let me. This is all because I made the adjustments for um, our power hour, which listeners will remember was our last episode. Yes. Coming in, coming in hot. Let me just whisper while I turn the input volume down. Hello. Now I can talk like a normal person. Well, where's the fun in that? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there it was going to be the whisper go. hour. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? What's new? Why is Microsoft Word open? Let's just go ahead and quit that application. Yes, perfect. <laughs> and we'll quit this one too. Where I googled Castaway, I imagine that that's something that we talked about during the power hour. God, I don't remember the last half of it, so. <laughs> Alright, re-adding James to the Google Doc. It has been so long, you guys. I know. I know, it really has. Are you still cute? Am I still cute? Uh, to either of you. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, kind of, I guess. <laughs> Oh my god. That's good to hear. <laughs> oh boy. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's been like what? Um, I think before you called us, it had been almost two months. Well, that's since you called us on this. Since we had a call. Yes, yeah. that is true. But obviously um, not since the, uh, the power, power hour happened power at hour. some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some point. And of course I know when that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I haven't mem- memorized. I just don't feel like sharing. Yep, yeah, same. <laughs> Send... Um, James Key, what's your email address? Or, um, no, hang on. No, I'm in it. I'm in. I'm good. Oh, never mind. All right. Major Beats. Yeah, that's it. Well, I thought we were just going to share James's email address for all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I started and decided <laughs> not to continue with. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm in. Can am I typing now? No. Oh, yips. Yeah, you're in. Aha! All right. Sweet. There's Welcome. that. There's that cursor. There it is. I've only got two on mine though. Oh no, there you are. Okay, I. See, yeah, we're all three in I there. I see you guys. See we're you here. all. <laughs> no, we're hanging. Don't worry. We're hanging. Zach's in a weird place for some reason. He's chosen a strange parking space for his cursor. He has. He has. Oh, I was gonna change it to more talk. Oh, I see. But decided not to fuck with your pretty little document. I'm okay with a little bit. I don't want too much. Because James and I will just sit here and talk over you for two hours. That's fine. I'll just get drunk in the background. <laughs> you won't know if I'm still here or passed out. Yeah. <laughs> so, James, James, uh, James, you're sick. What have you got? I don't know, man. Like, my whole body just kind of hurts a little bit. My uh, throat is starting to hurt. The uh, back of my nose is, like, raw. You know what I mean? I've got kind of a weird head. Yeah. Like I was uh, when I, when I was at the soundboard today. I just kind of started getting dizzy and feeling just overall uncomfortable. 
Ooh. That's how it usually starts. Yep, sounds like you got what I have. I got this summer cold going on. Yeah. Oh, Stay away from me, you two. Yeah, well, luckily we're know. on a remote call. I know, right? <laughs> Thank God when you cough into a microphone, it doesn't count. Yeah. When, <laughs> when uh, James is my friend at the soundboard because I'm like, hey, 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 uh, I can't sing a lot, so just the parts where it counts, I'll sing it and then don't turn me on. Because you'll just hear me, like, <laughs> hacking and blowing my nose backstage. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a surprising amount of that, actually, for, for it not being winter. There's so many people that are sick. Yeah. It's just, apparently, it's a thing. My my wife is telling me just, like, throughout her school, all the kids have summer colds. Yeah. Sounds about right. Which is the worst, because, like, I stand in a room, and I'm I am simultaneously hot and cold. Like, I'm sweating from being hot. Right. And I'm aware of that, but I'm also shivering because I have a cold. Man, right. that's the worst. Yeah. The worst. What the hell is this? <coughs> a little Victoria's Secret Award. I don't know why that's... Oh, in a congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was going to say, well done. Thank you. I really well done, appreciate you guys. it, you guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember my little trick that I did to where I could hear my voice in my headphones. It was that you opened GarageBand and then you turned on vocal feedback, which is the dot at the top with little waves coming up, blue, blue at the bottom. Oh, that says input monitoring on mine. Yes. That's the thing that'll help you hear yourself. Yeah, but it didn't. Oh, well, then I don't know what to tell you. I, I have mindsets so I don't hear myself, so how's my volume? You're fine. Through? You're totally okay, fine. I just wanted to check. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're okay. Yeah, I um awesome. since I've switched to not hearing myself, I actually I that's just the way I absolutely prefer it. Oh yeah? Because mm-hmm. I'm I mean, making lots of noises that I don't need to know about. I do hear my voice coming out of my head, sure. but from like the inside. You know, right. which is yeah, where yeah. Same as normal. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Same as every other time I've spoken in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I used to have mine set up so that it would give me feedback, but I don't know. It just was weird. <laughs> it's very once, strange. Very strange. Yeah, yeah. Once I got everything kind of tuned into where I wanted it, then I'm like, okay, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. It's not right. super comfortable. Yeah. What am I seeing? What is this? Great. Okay. I think I saw it now. So I can. Good. I had to get rid of the thing. Anyway, what's new with you guys? What's going on? Other than I keep like opening the wrong applications. There we go. Okay. What's going on? What's what's new? I think you two are the two that have mostly been busy. Fairly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Exactly. I'm, you know, not a, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of life changes. You know, I bought I bought a peanut butter whiskey today at Trader Joe's. Oh, do they That's have? A, one of my friends told me that I need to. What brand is it that you got? Screwball. Yeah, I think that's the one I got recommended. Okay, but they fine. didn't have it at Bevmo. They had it at Trader Joe's. It's definitely definitely um, a peanut butter whiskey. Interesting. 
Is no. it worth getting as like a novelty type item? Maybe as a novelty to have guests try sometimes, but yeah, um, you're not going to as... you're not going to be sipping this after work to, to yeah. cool down after your day. That's kind of what I it, figured. How would it pair like mixed with a grape flavored something, and you could have like a peanut butter jelly cocktail? See, I don't think that would go well. I think it would go fairly well um, in a coffee, especially a mocha. Oh, interesting. If you okay. wanted to do some kind of alcoholic mudslide, sure. Then, then you could get some peanut butter involved and 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 get going because it's yeah. Like if you're going to mix this with a grape knee high, it's just going to be confusing. Yeah, because okay. it's too much whiskey. It there, it's more whiskey than peanut butter, but it's not enough whiskey to make it good enough <laughs> to have on its own. Okay. That's kind of what I figured. I was just going to give it a go. I'm yeah. like, oh, I like peanut butter and I like whiskey. So yeah. makes sense. I could seriously see this. Like we've got some dark chocolate almond milk in the fridge. I could see making a cup of coffee, putting some dark chocolate almond milk, and then pouring a shot of this peanut butter whiskey. And I think that might be. Oh, my good. God. I didn't know they make dark chocolate That's almond milk. It's that actually, sounds amazing. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> We get uh, we get almond milk specifically for putting in coffee, so like dark chocolate almond milk at that point is a no brainer. See, I'm yes. not, I've never been a fan of like chocolate and coffee, like the whole mocha thing. Like I'll do a white mocha, but I've never been a fan of like just regular chocolate and coffee, unless it's like chocolate covered espresso beans. That shit's delicious. That is good. Now, a white mocha. What's the difference between a white mocha and a regular mocha? Oh, white mocha is made with white chocolate syrup, and regular mocha is made with dark chocolate. Mm. Uh, so that sounds Starbucks like the worst. Sounds like what? The worst. White chocolate is not good. It's sweeter. It's bad. And, and creamier. No, no, no. See, I, I, I appreciate both. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I, now, don't get me wrong. When I used to only prefer, like milk or white chocolate when I was younger, whereas now I tend towards the dark chocolate, but I still every once in a while I get a little craving for some white chocolate. No 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 <laughs> Isn't it white chocolate they use in that, that terrible Hershey's cookies and cream? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. It's the worst candy bar in the world. <laughs> oh I have a candy bar right next to me. I have didn't to eat today. Check. To make sure, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm very offended right now. But let me see <laughs> if I actually am or not. Yes, I am offended because that is not a bad candy bar. It's a terrible it's tasty. candy no, bar. It's, no, no, it's uh, it's quite disagree. tasty. Yeah, disagree. Do you? White. I guess cookies and cream milkshakes don't have white chocolate. No, they don't. They have but, vanilla. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with white chocolate. It's not really chocolate, but like there isn't really another term to describe a thing that is that texture and super sweet, right? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. It just tastes bad, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> She's like, it's bad because I know. It's bad because I've had it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm very triggered right now. <laughs> just stay triggered. I don't care. <laughs> sticking with this episode title. Oh, well, I guess man. it does have cocoa in it, so it it is technically chocolate. What? No, wait. 
technically, white chocolate is not a chocolate. It doesn't really taste like one because it doesn't contain chocolate solids. So but it contains like, cocoa butter. So it's like ghee? Yeah, sweet, I guess, a sweet ghee. Hmm. <laughs> it's textured to me the same as like milk chocolate is. Like it's smooth and creamy. Like no lumps or, or granules, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> I think we're going to sever a friendship here if we keep talking about white chocolate because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, we can we can go off of it for a second, but we're going to come back to it because I'm I'm coming I'm, I'm to help compare how much um, chocolate is in different things. We're going to find out how much of different ones a dog can eat before they die. What? Um, okay, hang on. So for dark chocolate, <laughs> that's one. It, dark what? chocolate is the bad one. Dark chocolate is the one yes. that kills them. Yeah, because it's the amount of the actual chocolate that's in. Yeah. So, okay, so we'll start off with baking chocolate. Um, I'm just going for a 10-pound dog. So for a 10-pound dog, 0.5 ounces, so half an ounce, would require you to make an emergency trip to the vet of baking chocolate, so a tiny amount. Dark chocolate is 1.5 ounces for a 10-pound dog. Uh, milk chocolate is 3.5 ounces for a 10-pound dog. And for, <laughs> for white chocolate, it would take approximately 47 pounds. Jesus Christ. Or a 10-pound dog. <laughs> the dog would have to eat almost five times its weight. Now, I've got... White chocolate. <laughs> I have a story now, for you. I don't know if this article is, is any good, but that matches up with kind of what I've read in the past. This is just with the probability of something going wrong, because when I was a child, I had a dog who... All right, thinking about this in hindsight, she probably weighed 25 or 30 pounds. I don't know if you remember Blackie Zach, but uh, that was a yes. dog I had. So Blackie at Blackie Zach new hip hop album yeah, Blackie Zach. <laughs> <laughs> so we, my mother and I had bought um, like a king size bag of you know the little Reeses in the foil. Yeah. Okay. So Blackie was a dog where we could trust her usually to just like either stay in the house all day, just locked up and not get into trouble, or stay in the backyard all day and not get into trouble. She was the perfect dog. She just, she'd just be like, anyway, see ya, we're going off to school. And she'd just be out there for eight hours and everything would be fine. Anyway, we came home from school one day and we had this king size bag of Reese's that was probably like three, four pounds of Reese's. And she had eaten the entire bag. Oh my God. Foil and all. This dog was pooping foil for a few weeks. Oh, Jesus. And that was the worst thing that happened to her. She just she <laughs> ate all of that chocolate and everything was fine other than the fact that she was pooping foil and you could tell it was a little uncomfortable to poop it out and all of her poop was shiny. Oh, damn. That's fun. Yeah. So I've known a dog who ate just a ton of chocolate. You're also not supposed to give your dog um, tomatoes or onions. Or grapes. Or grapes. I used to feed, yeah, I used to grapes feed Blackie is... grapes not knowing I, that. I had heard that a grape can kill a dog. My I mom think it's more than just a grape, but they it's definitely bad for them, yeah. My my mom has a dog, this cocker spaniel who when I I used to like give my make myself this would be like breakfast or lunch would be this huge bowl of salsa and I would just eat chips and salsa and that would be a meal. And whatever salsa was left over when I was done, I would give this dog and sometimes it was a lot of salsa. 
And this dog just just salsa ate containing all the salsa. tomatoes and onions. Yeah, containing <laughs> tons of tomatoes and onions and peppers and all kinds of shit you're not supposed to give dogs. This dog loved the salsa. She had two dogs. One of them would like come over and be like, "Oh, what's up? There's food," and give it a sniff and go, "I don't want that." But yeah. this little cocker spaniel, she just chowed down on the salsa. And I later learned, like, you're not supposed to give dogs tomatoes or onions. But it was too late at that point. It's, uh, I'm not even ashamed to admit it. One of the things that I've asked Alexa probably more often than anything else, Alexa, can dogs eat blah, blah? Oh, sure. Oh. <laughs> can they eat olives? Yeah. Yes, they can. Even mm. black olives. Can they eat avocados? No, they cannot. <laughs> oh, they can't eat avocados? No. Oh, but there's that avocado-eating dog that uh, uh, Mr. Golden California was so excited about. Yeah? I, what was his name? Huelhauser. There's a, there's a viral video from Huelhauser about an avocado-eating dog. Was, How does it go? Is the dog okay? The dog's fine. The dog lived in an avocado orchard and just was constantly eating, eating avocados. Huh. And there's a clip of him saying, now that's an avocado eating dog. <laughs> that's the first song on my new hip hop album. Is that right? <laughs> that's an avocado eating dog. Sending you that now. Apparently it's through Facebook for some reason. Oof. Good old Facebook. Good old Facebook. But yeah, he was so excited. Did you guys watch much Hulhauser? No. No. Loved it. You didn't watch California's Gold. No. So mm-hmm. it's very good. Do you know about it? I'm not even sure. I'm no. No. So oh, he, yeah. Okay. I've seen this guy. Hulhauser, he came to Stockton at one point and he just lost his mind at uh, at Pixie Woods. <laughs> oh, shit. But he was this guy. He had this public access show. He was from Tennessee or Kentucky. I don't remember which one. He came to California when he was in the Navy and then he just stayed and then he just started public access television about just like things in California and he called it California's gold. Now we're out here and whatever the hell the avocado orchard is and we're going to see ourselves some avocados and just like shit like this all the time. <laughs> He went, he came to Stockton the one time and he saw like the Haggin and he saw a couple things and he went to Pixie Woods and then he went on the boat, the little boat trip that they did to do at Pixie Woods. Oh yeah, right. And he was going, he just lost his mind because he was like, oh wow, look at that. Well, that's a very huh. rare plant they've got growing here in the little river. I, you <laughs> never knew this was going to be a botanical expedition out here. It's, it's worth watching. All the Hulhauser you can watch. He's dead now. Rest in peace, oh. Hulhauser. But his show was the best. And so, Zach, whenever Jesse and I say, oh, wow, we're doing a Hulhauser impression. <laughs> what is, oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, we've watched our share of hours and hours of Hulhauser and California's Gold. <laughs> oh, my God. California's Gold is concerted by the sponsored by the California Teachers Association, the California Educators Association, the California Firefighters Association. <laughs> just the end of every episode was like this. Just this oh long, long list of all the, of sponsors. <laughs> all the sponsors. California Students Association. 
Is it <laughs> like it looks like it's still on syndication? It is still on PBS. Syndication. Hey, mm-hmm. PBS. We it's just a PBS became, show. We, yeah, we just got PBS. I just found out my wife is apparently a sustaining member of PBS. Oh, I used to be a sustaining I... member of NPR. Yeah, <laughs> great. It's weird. I uh, I used to dream about doing that sort of shit when I became a grown up, and now that I am, I just kind of don't even <laughs> pay attention. It doesn't take much. You just you you send them like five bucks a month or something, and they just their pants over you. Send you free bags oh, and yeah. stuff. Free bags. Oh wow, we got ourselves a new sustaining member. Oh shit! <laughs> Let's say thank you to that person uh-huh. individually. Uh-huh. So, uh, what are we drinking, fellas? Oh wow. I am having (laughs) four roses, the small batch. Oh, look at you. I know. I've got some Ravenswood Old Vine Zinfandel wine. Nice. Like Old Vine Thank you you for clarifying it was wine. You are so welcome. (laughs) How about you, James? What's going on? Can we wait? First of all, let's talk about that. Can we find out how to make an Old Vine Zin whiskey? Uh, that may exist. Let's see. Old <laughs> vine zin whiskey. Should old acquaintance be forgot? Or old vine zin? Um. No, we got the opposite. Where the old vine zins are made in bourbon barrels. They make the old vine okay. zins in well, bourbon close. barrels, but when whenever you make bourbon, you char the wine barrel, and then okay. put the then put the whiskey in. I see, I see. So you'd have a better chance of finding a very specific kind of beer whiskey. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> OZV. What? What about you, Jim? What yeah, what are you drinking? drinking? Oh, uh, <clears throat> I am uh, glad you brought that up, Zach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually drinking. I was going to try something new this evening, and I'm going to see if there's a difference. If our listeners can tell anything, uh, I'm going to smoke instead. Smoke? Oh. Uh, smoke marijuana? Yeah. You Which is legal, listeners, where we live. No, we know. It's, it's, it's legal recreationally. <laughs> yeah, and, so uh, don't, so don't waste don't your time. Call the cops don't waste your time <laughs> trying to write them out. So are you over Are you over the stomach thing? Yeah, so I tried it before the 4th of July, thinking that, you know, because I had a friend that may or may not have wanted to try some edibles, and I just wanted to make sure I could hang first. So mm. I tried just a little bit of weed, and it was okay. And so... I've been smoking fairly more regularly, but I haven't drank since we did the um, the power hour. Period? Correct. Hmm. No, okay. That was – I misspoke. I did drink a singular White Claw ah. at, at the cast party thing, but but that was it. So power hour, last time I drank, drank, and then one White Claw because it was there and they didn't have any diet soda. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, but I haven't, uh, haven't been drinking – as it were, since then. Interesting. Don't know what a white claw is. Oh, it's a hard seltzer. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, but it's uh, kind of weepy as far as alcohol goes. Interesting. So you're doing? What do you have? Like a little little vape rig? 
You're all you're vaping it up. Old fashioned bong. I'm so I'm about to I'm actually about to hit it. Ah. Let me know if you guys can hear it. Let's see here. Yes, one hundred percent. We can hear that <laughs> very clearly. <laughs> all right, that is absolutely so, a bong. Yeah, you may hear more of that. Okay. during the course of the recording. <clears throat> so, um, when we were at a wedding in July, um, there was this this funny moment where someone was like, they were like pre partying before we went down to the reception, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do it old school." And they were packing, um, they were going old school by packing some weed into a vaporizer. Yep. Like, yeah, we're going old school on this. And I was like, what do you mean old school? I haven't been out of the game long enough. But I can tell you that when I was in the game <laughs> under 10 years ago, uh, <laughs> old school, that would, that's not old school. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> old school is where's your fucking pipe? Old school is where's your bong? Right. Old school is I'm going to find a piece of paper yeah. and roll that shit into something that resembles a cigarette and you can smoke it. Exactly. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going old school. We're going like a whole three years ago when you had to <laughs> use, use a vaporizer with real weed in it instead of just drops of, of liquid, con- liquid concentrate. Shit. Yeah. <clears throat> It is, I mean, technically, it is old school. I guess. But if you graduate, because like when I was 20, coming up, like a vaporizer 16. was like the thing. Yes. But that was like you know, fifteen years ago at this point. 15, and that was twenty years. Like it cost like five hundred dollars to get one of those rigs, and it was that thing where you filled up the plastic bag and then you like sucked out of the plastic yeah, bag. The, the volcano. Yeah. 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 And then, but there's a little mouthpiece on it that you can't get it out unless you push. Hmm. Push it up against your face. Yeah, that was like the height of, of weed technology back, again, about 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, it wasn't a four-inch little thing you held in your hand and you unscrewed the end and put a couple, like, <laughs> pieces of weed in. Right. Old school. Right. <laughs> well, that's why it's old school. It's because now vaporizers don't actually come in contact with any plant matter. Right, right, right. So that's all done before it gets to the cartridge. And then you just take a puff of, you know, atomized THC, so they're telling you. Sure. The jewel kids. Like, it's a, it's literally like you're vaping with tobacco, but with weed instead. The smoke isn't as plentiful, but it's, there's no actual, like, plant matter. Yeah. You know, you, you're not you, smoking a cigarette anymore. You're smoking the essence of a cigarette. You're blowing sick clouds. Like, you're just, like... Yeah. It's great. Blowing sick clouds. Yeah. So, James, you are allowed to say, I'm not going to answer that question, but... um. Did your wife continue to to use these things while you stopped? Uh no. Oh, okay. No, not at all. She was. She's always been that way, though. Like, she can drop anything. Like, she had smoked a couple of cigarettes too. You know, and a, and every now and again, like there was a night where she would smoke a whole bunch, but like she the next day would not smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And like that was my whole thing. I was like, the more that I smoked, the more I just wanted to smoke. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> She's not quite that. Uh, yeah, she in with with weed specifically, she could always take it or leave it, you know. So good for her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I uh, I'm not that kind of person. I guess I'm yeah. just like, no, give me all of it. <laughs> I have to have a lot. But yeah. You know. But and ultimately, like, 
I do like it. You know, that's that's the hardest part about like quitting any sort of, you know, addictive habit that you have is that you enjoy it to some extent. So like you're not just giving up the need for it, you're giving up the like of it too and it's and that's where it keeps coming back. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Zach, because in my mind, this is a similar end of the conversation. Are you doing any, like, funny funny diet things lately? No. Are you still doing your uh, um, fasting, intermittent fasting? Uh, I've been very bad about it lately, yeah. but I'm trying to get back back to it. I'm trying to get back to just reminding myself that, A, it's okay to be hungry, and yeah. <laughs> B, I don't need to eat because it's 12. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's 12 and I have food in front of me, I don't need to eat it. If I'm really hungry and, like, yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead. Let's eat the sandwich. But I'm just trying to to get back to that of, like, yeah. are you eating because it's 12 or are you eating because you're hungry? Because you actually. Because you need sustenance, right? Yeah. I had a couple of days at work where it was just super-duper busy. And I ended up not eating anything the whole day at work. Mm-hmm. And that used to, like, would fuck with me, like, hard. Like, I used to, like, probably would die. Or at least I felt like I would. You know? But this time, I was just like, oh, shit, it's 2 o'clock. Like, I haven't eaten anything. Like, I probably should. But now I get off work at 4.30. So, like, do I, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. do I stop working and go and, like, get some food and then, like, not be productive for, like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour and then be done with work? Or do I just wait? You know? So, yeah, yeah it's about two days where I just went all day at work without eating anything. You know, I'm, I'm drinking still. I, I had a rock star both of those days and uh, a, a fair amount of water, but you know, a sugar-free rock star. So there's no actual calories in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, that's the only way I drink them. <laughs> right. I drink them too much, but <laughs> yeah. And there is still debate on whether or not that like a sugary, like a sweet flavor or drink, even without the calories, whether or not it triggers your insulin response. Mm. Right. So like, are you still fasting at that point if your liver has to like metabolize it or thinks that it does? But, but I'd say, you know, yes, <laughs> I, don't know. Right. I don't know. I've got one of my bosses that James may or may not know is like, he's back to talking about how he needs to lose weight. And it's just like, man, there's so many just small tips that you should listen to, but you won't. Right. About the fact that you don't need to eat because it's time to eat. Because this guy will go eat because it's time to eat, and then he'll come back and go, well, I ate, and we'll go, oh, well, we made a meal. (laughs) And he'll go, well, (laughs) might as well have some. And then he'll eat a second meal, and it's just like, it's just all these things like this in his life where it's just like, yeah, I know know why you're overweight, my friend. (laughs) You could very easily be not overweight. It'd be very, very easy. Right. See, and for me, like, I I uh, ballooned up when I was, before I turned four, between three and four, I just started getting real, real fat just everywhere. Mm. And so I, I lived my whole life from the age of four as just a, a fat person, like an overly fat person, right? Like, I weighed 330 pounds when I was 12. Mm. But in that was also, like, some solid muscle. Like, I sure. do have, you know, the, the Taekwondo, like, I could jump super high and I could do push-ups and run around and shit. You know, now that I'm old, like that has gone away, but the, but the fatness is still there, mm. <laughs> you know, but, and, and 
when I was a kid, the the science was like, oh yeah, you have to do low fat diet, low fat diet. But right. all low fat diets have more carbs. Yes. Right. And so if if I'm one of the types of people that where the carbs are just like poison, mm-hmm. you know, and if I am like gluten sensitive or whatever, because I I also used to like projectile vomit. Sorry if that's a trigger for any yeah. of our listeners. It's a big but, like, trigger when I was a kid, episode. Like just all. The time. <laughs> It is. We. That's what we should call this episode. Potential triggers. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll throw it in the titles. But yeah, like that's the thing. Like at this point, we know that it is actually healthier to eat a hot dog than a bag of potato chips that are low fat. Right. Well, it's still very unhealthy to eat the hot dog. No, I understand. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's healthy of the to eat the hot dog. It is just healthier than the the bag of low fat lays yeah well not yeah that, well i mean i may have chosen the incorrect examples i i get what you're talking about yeah i mean hot dogs right. are always going to be right. bad specifically because of the cancer risk but yeah i what? mean it, i don't know about the cancer risk my kids oh, are like nitrate. all processed meats yeah oh well, that's not yeah, gonna you, change yeah they they labeled them as carcinogenic yeah shit <laughs> but what if so, Zach? What if I made my own hot dogs or like sausage jerky, as it were? God, I don't know enough about the curing process, but I imagine almost any type of curing to make it to process the meat would increase the risk. It's the curing that's the issue. I'm not sure, Zach. You're the expert, and, and re- yeah, I, I know. I also went to school, become a dietitian. Yeah, um, we know this. It, it's red meats and processed meats. I'm not sure exactly where in the processing that causes the issue, but may contribute to colorectal cancer, and then red meat probably could cause cancer. So the agency listed this is the WHO. They listed processed meat as a carcinogen and red meat as probably a carcinogen. But what if I buy fancy hot dogs? <laughs> if it's not processed as much, cause I do think it's mostly the thing that I know for sure, I think, is the nitrates that help to preserve the processed meat. But. Well, let's see. The ones that I buy, because I buy a very specific brand. Yeah. Uh... Well, now I have to do Command F. <laughs> so while we're talking about red meat increasing the risk of cancer, apparently also Cantonese-style salted fish increases the risk of nasopharyngeal cancer. Hmm. Which is so unfortunate. salted fish, you said? Yeah, Cantonese-style salted fish. I don't eat that. Me either, which is good, because I appreciate the fuck out of my nasopharynx. Whoa. Hmm. Can't bring sausages. Listeners, if you have definitive proof or if you have a link to the scientific article about why it is that hot dogs cause cancer, please. I'm reading the article. I'm just trying to find (laughs) out if Nathan's are safe. I'm busy looking up the nasopharyngeal risk of salted fish, but I'm almost positive it's. Uh, yeah, mainly due to the nitrates, and then I think red meat also just naturally when your body breaks it down. 
hmm. I think is where most of that risk comes from. But this is interesting. In terms of the exact mechanism, I could <clears throat> be off base. And just red meat in general. Well, I've tried to cut red meat out almost entirely. Yeah, I think. Oh God, what's the amount? I want to say they have a specific amount of red meat that they say is relatively. Like, if you have this much red meat a week, then the risk is relatively low. Oh, per week, I've got... I'm very low. Yeah. We had we had lamb steak for dinner. It was awesome. That sounds oh. delicious, but isn't that also red meat? Like, no. what is What is the definition of red meat? I think meat lamb then? is white meat. Mm. Lamb, red, or technically, white. technically, I... I I thought that even pork was red meat because I thought it was all mammal flesh. Well, pork is white meat, so apparently lamb is a red meat. So I broke the rule tonight, but... Well, it's not a rule. I mean, it's good to, you know, have a, a varied diet, right? Sure. But, like, I is just... pork white meat, are you sure? Pork is white I'm pretty meat. sure... I, I thought it was... I oh, think it's... shoot, it is red. I think nutritionally it's red. I think some people classify it as white, but when you look at... I'm just going with their slogan, the other white meat. Right. Right. I think that's because they probably wanted to market themselves as yeah. as white meat. And it looks more white when you cook it. but Yeah, it looks like red meat is just mammals. Yeah. Huh. So red meat is mammals, and now I have to just go back to eating only chicken, which is not or the fish. worst. I don't like fish that much. Chicken and fish. Yeah. You don't like fish very much? Not that much. What about, like, crab? Oh, I love shellfish. And sushi? Yes. So crab and shrimp are cool. Mm-hmm. And then, no, what about, like, just salmon steaks? Eh. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm sure fried fish is good, but who wants to eat fried fish all the time? Eh, even then. <laughs> eh. My wife loves salmon, so sometimes for a treat, I'll like bring home some salmon, and that's that's nice. dinner. Because it's not that expensive to to have salmon sometimes for dinner, to have it every night. It's yes, right. sometimes very expensive. It's, it's, well, yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you live at one of those places where there, it just is there. You know, like you can, like here, fruit is not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's here. Sure. But like, but you know, like in Chicago, that shit is expensive and and bad. I ate an artichoke one time in Chicago. It was the worst decision I ever made. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the kind of thing. Like the story I think I've told before about when I went to visit a friend of the show Brian in Arizona, in Tucson, Arizona, and they were like, "We're going to this casino out in the middle of the desert <laughs> because they've got an all-you-can-eat steak and seafood buffet." And I was like, ooh, really? <laughs> Where are you getting your seafood from, desert? We're going out to the middle of Arizona for an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet, huh? So I, <laughs> like, got down on the steak for sure. There's there's cows in Arizona. But I stayed yeah, right. well away from the seafood. And the one guy, who apparently is now Brian's best man, he, like, really, really... <laughs> went hard on the seafood that night and that guy was throwing up so much he got such bad food poisoning from the shitty ass like yeah this that's... is seafood that had been in the back of a an, a refrigerated truck for like 24 yeah. hours it was not good food. at least <laughs> at least yeah 
That's yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I knew better than to eat any of that goddamn seafood. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> we were on a road trip once, and and uh, similar situation. It was in uh, Nevada, though, not Arizona. And uh, she, we passed this thing that said like delicious sushi, and Jenny just out of nowhere goes, "You're not gonna fool me, you landlocked state." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's correct." Yeah, like I'll trust it. So I'll trust it. Downtown Vegas, okay. You've got planes. Yeah, right. There are planes that are bringing you your fish. I understand there's a lot of people here who are eating this fish. I, I Downtown Vegas, absolutely. Mesquite, Nevada? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to eat a freaking walleye that you claimed you pulled out of the Colorado River. Like, no, it's not yeah, happening. No, no, thank you. Aha! Nuh-uh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where the people there have, like, they were raised on that shitty-ass seafood. Yes. And so it's like they've developed the tolerance to it, but us people that are spoiled here yeah. in California, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> and I even, like, within the last month, I got food poisoning from eating shrimp at a restaurant, like a pretty high-end restaurant here in town. Oh, wow. Because it just happens. Like, it, even even if it's Yeah, it's easy to mess up. Fresh, <laughs> you can, it still can happen. Oh, sure. I was at Octavio's. Like, the, that's not a place where I would expect to get food poisoning, but I absolutely did. That's how I spent Father's Day, was shitting my brains out. Oh, <laughs> All because I had decided to have the shrimp quesadilla instead of the chicken. Yeah, what a dumbass. Yeah. There's some sort of weird humor in there. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was my first Yep. Okay. So I've had three Father's Days so far as a father. And this was the first one where I was like in town the whole time. So, and instead I just had food poisoning all day. So my first Father's Day was the day after we got married and we were on our way to our pre-honeymoon in Tahoe. So I kind of saw my kid a little bit that morning and then was like, all right, peace out, got to go. And then my second Father's Day, we were in Ireland for our actual honeymoon. And then my third Father's Day, I had food poisoning. So <laughs> one for three is not bad. Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, like I was in town the whole time, but they like went off to, to go do Father's Day things with the rest of the family. <laughs> someday, someday oh, I'll have a Father's man. Day. Yeah. At one point, yeah. Apparently, pork is both white and red, depending on how you are classifying it. Because if you're just going based on color, then yes, clearly it's white, right? Well, the common and gastronomic definitions are that it is a white meat, but the nutritional definition is that it is a red meat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the gastronomy bases it on color. Yeah. So... Because of the, the, the chemical process from of cooking, yeah. right? So the application of heat changes it from red to white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just no, I just need to eat less pork. I don't Apparently. know. I mean, yeah, but maybe, but just know that that counts as your as some of your red meat. Well, and or that's, just own it. That's and right. just, or I could just own it. Take take a chance. Roll roll that twenty sided die <laughs> regarding your butt. Answer. 
chicken's my favorite anyway, so I'm happy to stick with chicken. Yeah, luckily I prefer chicken and fish anyways, so. Cause I, I try, because also with pigs, partly the reason I try and avoid pork is also partly, like, ethic, ethically pigs are, like, as smart or smarter than dogs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, if I refuse to eat dogs, then why would I also make an exception for pigs? And they're the animals that are, they're, like genetically almost the closest to humans aren't they yeah well i they, mean that'd be like yeah. apes but i, I mean they're no, closer to the... i think like like especially when it comes to things like illnesses like it's a lot easier oh yeah to... the, i see what you're saying yeah that they're yeah. yeah in in the brain yes apes but as far as like actual genetics i think pigs are closer chromosomally if that's a word it should be if it isn't Pigs it perfectly describes humans dun dun dun, dun animal <laughs> farm apparently the people say that they share 98% of the same genome it makes sense because why I we think, grow like I think most I, and stuff I think a lot of, like, I think even plants share a decent amount of uh, genomic material. Yes. Well, the skin is the, is the most similar. Human skin and pig skin are very, very, very similar. Yeah. That's unnerving. Isn't it? Like, I've, I've eaten a whole bunch of pork rinds. It's like, mm-hmm. does that mean <laughs> I've essentially eaten a whole bunch of human rinds? Could have. Right? Could have. There'd be no way to know. What yeah, do they say? Someone, uh, some human fell into the processing bin, and they're like, "Well, close enough." There's a thing <laughs> where human flesh, and I used to like avoid this food. Human flesh tastes like it's a specific cut of meat that human flesh tastes like. They call it the long pig. A man is is known as a long pig in something that I read. That's weird. Maybe Moby Dick? Uh, it's been a long time since I've read Moby Dick. But, but no, that was a thing. Like, Google long mm. pig. Long pig. Human flesh looks like beef, but the taste is more elusive. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This I'm is on... We have experts to tell us. SmithsonianMag.com do 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 yeah i loved i just want to know what human flesh tastes like because i remember hearing that it was like a specific cut of meat no i don't want to subscribe to the smithsonian you kind of do but i mean not because they're telling you to you do it on your own time it's most similar people say that human flesh tastes really similar to pork except a little sweeter in taste than beef and a little softer texture yeah i've got a huge full page ad that just took over my life um <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have weird uh weird search results for a while after after yeah. this deep dive into what does human meat <laughs> taste like <laughs> you're gonna start getting weird packages from amazon <laughs> yeah it's either pork like pork steak that not really steak but they like the pork chops or veal Okay. Uh, this one guy who ate nearly 40 pounds of meat from a person who actually agreed to be his meal said in an interview from prison that human flesh tastes rather like good pork, only a bit tougher and a bit more bitter. Hmm. 
Well, luckily huh. I won't be it's unfortunate. trying it anytime soon. <laughs> did we talk about auto cannibalism before? Oh God! No, did we? I don't. Think I hope so. not. <laughs> was that an aspect of the alive people? Were they eating themselves? They were eating each other, right? It was just. It was just the they dead were eating people. each other. Yeah. It started yeah. with the dead people, at least. Right, and then yeah. So the the yeah. The question, though, is, so would you, A, if presented with the opportunity, like say you accidentally lost an arm or something, would you eat your own flesh? Hmm. No. No. Yeah, I I can't think of a circumstance that would. Right? Because it would be kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. What's the legality of that, though? The legality? Eating yourself? Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely legal to eat yourself. Well, so, okay, except for if you're going to do yourself harm, it's a fifty-one-fifty. You can't cut it off willfully, right? But if you found it, right, just so say like your arm did get cut off and severed and, and managed to stay intact and you get repaired, mm-hmm. right? Because the hospital's not going to give it to you because you don't have a permit to transport. We just bought Venji's tonight, so I just watched like the first third of Venji's and so I'm just thinking about like Thanos in his little cabin <laughs> before the end, because <laughs> he had a pot of water, but I don't think he had anything to put in the water yet. And then Thor gave him something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Hmm. And this is an episode of triggers. Somewhere somebody's like, I can't listen to this thing about auto cannibalism. It's too close to home. <laughs> but right, seriously, right when right when that happened, I was like, Is he gonna think he's gonna eat that? Because he's is he tired of fruit? <laughs> just, oh, I, sure. I just want some sort of meat. <laughs> yeah. So I don't care where meat. it comes from. Yeah. That's been interesting, by the way. Finally, watching some of the Vengies, where I finally get like I've seen I've seen a lot of spoilers, so there were all kinds of things that happened that would have been shocking. Oh, is this the first time you've seen it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tonight's the first time I've seen any of it, and so there are all kinds of things that were happening that would have been shocking, like the first time we see Thor later. Yeah, it was the first time I've seen any of it, other than a couple of screenshots. Oh God, yeah. So you're watching part one and two. Part one and two. Or three. What? What are you watching? The I'm Avengers? Avengers Endgame. End okay. I I thought you hadn't seen any Avengers movie. Oh. <laughs> no, I have I seen like, every Avengers movie except for Endgame and Far From Home. I've seen Far From Home either. Yeah, well, it's in, it's in the theaters right now, so that's not like it that that makes sense. I think it's still in the theaters. I thought they were doing some like special showings, but it has been there a while. I have to think it has to be coming on videos pretty soon. Well, Disney Plus is coming out in November, and that's basically what I'm waiting for for most of these things. Mm, yeah. Because they're doing, Zach, did you know, they're doing the thing with the three? You get Hulu, ESPN, and Disney. Yeah, what? I've heard that. I have to see, for though, 13 how a month. it's in, like... Because I get my, I, I'm doing like Hulu Live, so I have to see if I can still bundle it in some way. See, I'm doing Hulu no commercials, and I think there's probably going to be a way you can bundle it in some way. 
That's what I think. Can, I know you can bundle it with a normal Hulu <coughs> stream. I'm just they haven't said anything I as far as I can tell about the Hulu live. Yeah. Can I swap out the ESPN for literally anything else? <laughs> so, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. ESPN very much interested me because it's the first time that there's a cheap way for me to watch sports without cable. Right. I'm sure that interests a lot of folks for the mm-hmm. same reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I had my fantasy football draft today. I don't know if you want to talk about that, James. Oh, nice. Yeah, please. Let's. Yeah, sure. Let's. It was, it was great. I, th- I did very well, except for the part where we were, there was one point where we were in Target shopping and I glanced down at my phone and went, oh, shit, I only have five seconds left. And it was like a really late round. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was a really late round. And I, I uh, panicked and I drafted a second kicker to my bench. And I was like, that was the fucking dumbest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> so now I'm working on fixing that. But now I have to wait for waivers till Tuesday and just a whole bunch of shit. Oh, nuts. But anyway, like it, I did, I did well on it. I got. Um, let me get. Let me pick out the name so I can make sure I know the name. <laughs> Zach, I was you... gonna say, yeah. Do we get any more info than that? Yeah. You just done. Zach, done Zach, you, you follow football, right? I do not oh. like at all. <laughs> oh. Well, I thought maybe you did, but anyway, I have a good. I have a good. Uh, I've got uh, Mahomes as my quarterback, which is I hear is good. Good. He's from the he's from the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Woo! So, now how many people are in your league? Eight. Okay. Is that a good amount for football, or um, it's the minimum amount you need to have like a fun time. Oh, okay. Eight to ten is like a good amount. So, Zach, do you know what fantasy football is? Yeah, yeah, I do fantasy baseball every year. Okay, sweet. Uh, so, it, does that operate differently? Do you need like a different amount of to, to do the fantasy baseball? With? I would imagine uh, it's probably the same, eight to ten. Yeah, eight is the bare minimum. I think even like even more so. It feels like, but I could be wrong. I don't know how many positions there are in, are in the football league. The nicest thing uh, about so here's the thing: I know more about I know far more about baseball than I know about football. And so let's see how many positions I have. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine active and then one, two, three, four, five, six on the bench. So you have a team of 15 and one of those members of the team is defense. So it's like all offensive players (laughs) and then one slot is for defense. Oh, okay. And so for defense, you just pick an entire team. So like I've got the Jaguars defense. So, but the nice thing about fantasy football versus fantasy baseball is for fantasy baseball, you need to check it every day. Mm-hmm. For fantasy football, you need to check it once a week because football teams only play once a week. So yeah. just just before the start of the first game of the week, you just like make your little switch rounds and then boom, you're good. You're solid for the rest of the week. Yeah, so for yeah, exactly. That's why I I almost always lose steam in fantasy baseball halfway through. I mostly stay doing it just because well, I forget to say no, you don't invite me, and yeah. then spring rolls around and I get an email saying your league started. It's like, fun. Oh. It's fun in it's fun at the beginning and it's fun in the concept of it, but it gets tiring by July. 
Yes. Because it's so much attention that you're devoted yes. to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like I haven't been, I haven't been paying nearly as much attention as I should. I, I just checked right now, and my uh, my my hitting. I don't have any extra extra hitters because I have four hitters on the disabled list right now. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go through them and see if some of them are even coming back this the rest of the season. Some of them might just be done because there's only so much time left before the postseason. But and so so you said you had what 10, 10, 10, 15 players? Fifteen total. Um, Fifteen total. So nine with, active. Okay, with baseball, I have eighteen active, and then one, two, and then another seven between the bench and the disabled list. Hmm. Is so, that because it's all the same type of concept? Yeah. Because is what? that because there are just more baseball players in general? Well, there's nine baseball players. Well, because there's the position players. Yeah. So you know you have the catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, and the outfielders. And then most baseball leagues I've ever been in, they normally have a couple utility players. And yeah. then you okay. want to have some backups. And then you have your pitchers. So you have your starting pitchers and your relievers. Mm-hmm. And then a couple just extra pitchers to throw in. And then you have your bench to swap people out. You're generally going to have like four or five pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Normally a couple of relievers and then a handful of starters. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Whereas football teams are... One player per position, or two probably. You probably want to have backups, right? Yeah, so like I've got one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one utility, one kicker, and then defense. Okay. And then the rest is the bench, which is just mostly wide receivers and uh, running backs. Gotcha. And one quarterback. Because every week, at least one team has a bye week, and they don't play. Mm. So, which means they don't earn you any points. Yeah. And so, at some point, even though I've got like the first round pick of quarterback, at least one week he won't be playing. So I have someone waiting on the bench to actually make me points that week. Is that the most important pick that you have? Is the quarterback? N- not necessarily. Oh, okay. I have one in lost weeks on the tight end. I've won in lost weeks on the f- fucking kicker. Oh shit! <laughs> it, you never know. The quarterback is the one that can make the most points. Okay, but the wide receivers and the running backs also can make more points because those people uh, make a lot of points based on how many yards they run. Oh, okay. So if they have like a big game. If then... they have a huge game, then they're gonna like just somehow just destroy, destroy. And, and yeah, yeah really bring things home for you yeah i know that much about football and that is that sometimes people can just go ham in a game and just Mm -hmm. put up crazy numbers (laughs) 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 what's james up to what nothing nothing (laughs) i don't know i guess one of the closest things in like fantasy baseball to that would be depending on when the pitchers pitch if you have a good pitcher pitch twice in a week and they have really good games both times like when you a bunch of the pitching categories just almost single-handedly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Zach, did you play the one time where I was the league commissioner and I just did the worst job ever of picking how the league was run? Uh, was that also the time that you finished 
tied for first. No, but, that oh, was a different okay. fucking time. Okay, still, no, I don't think that. so. I don't think so. Then I don't think I was there with you guys the first year or two because me, me, my dad, and Matt, and one of my friends, Matt, had our own league going for a yeah. while, and then we kind of lost. Uh, steam in that after a couple of years and then that's when um, you invited us to the one that you had going and then that first year I was there was a year that you did really good James but this, is, this was one of the most <laughs> maddening things I went through the entire baseball season and I was undefeated except for like three times so like okay. we're talking we're talking I mean, hard to do yeah. it's hard to do it was like 25 weeks or so at one point I think you were like 30 or 40 games ahead of like second place. It was yeah. insane. It was, I was, it was nuts. I, so I went, I went like 25 weeks and two to three weeks of those 25. I lost. I won the rest of them. So we go through. That's insane. Yeah. No, my, my team demolished the rest of it. And then we go through the playoffs and I'm winning and winning and winning. And then it gets down to, it's me and this other team and we're up against each other for the finals of the playoffs and then we tie and then according to the algorithm of whatever yahoo sports or whatever we were using yahoo yeah i lost because two out of the three times that i had lost during the season was to this team that i tied to uh... it didn't matter that my winning record was like 80 and his was 40 it, <laughs> it mattered that when i because lost it was to him lost yeah and it was yeah, just yeah. the biggest bullshit ever, and I quit the league, and I've never been back. <laughs> uh, you actually, if I remember correctly, you actually stayed for the next one, but you just were not, your heart was not in it. My heart was not in it. That I think yeah. that's true. Yeah, my heart was not in it because it was like, what the fuck is this? It was a bunch of yeah. fucking bullshit. I think that was also the year someone, one of them got really mad because both you and my dad just stopped doing it like, a month into the season you me your dad and ronnie who oh yeah there was like three friend of your right. dad and and ronnie was the one who spoke up because this guy is someone who doesn't have anything going on james in case you might know him his name is james grady this other guy oh no okay. sounds familiar but uh maybe you may have but... met him so he has nothing going on he's home all the time he is constantly on his fantasy baseball like making changes making little changes he makes like 10 roster changes a day and he was complaining that certain people meaning Zach's dad me and Ronnie weren't as like invested in the game because we weren't doing all these roster changes like he was yeah. and so Ronnie comes back and he's like well all three of us are doing better than you are so clearly <laughs> something's working yeah, yeah we don't need to make these roster changes <laughs> yeah. bro we just <laughs> have good teams and you don't yeah, we pick better up front so let's to drive that point home because the um the guy's still in the league yep. that we're in i believe it um there's 10 teams he is in seventh place with 82 moves on the season mm -hmm. i now granted i could be doing better than i am um i haven't paid attention for the last couple months other than just setting my lineup every couple days but i'm in fourth place with a much better record than him. I'm more than 15 games in front of him, and I have nine moves. Yes. Because that's the kind now, of shit. He has yeah. nine times more moves than you do yeah. because he, <laughs> he fiddles too Overthinks much. Overthinks it, yeah. And, and it it sounds like he also doesn't really understand the game. 
as much as the players or the strategies. No, or he, like, he, he understands baseball too much. That's his biggest problem is that he understands yeah, he's probably it too trying much. to min max too much. And he probably like if a player, like, you know, I'm this, I'm just speaking out of my ass. I mm-hmm. never talked to the guy, so I don't know how he really thinks, but maybe he like <laughs> has a player that's technically relatively decent, but then has like a bad week. So he drops them yes. and picks up someone else and just trying to min max too much. I don't know if you have like a good, draft and you stick with it stop messing with it then and obviously there's exceptions some players just have really bad seasons mm-hmm. and you can just drop them but i mean especially the league where it has such a deep bench it's like fiddle with your bench players a little bit but keep most of the good guys in the lineup. Yes. most of them will break out of their slumps it's like right whenever... yeah you have to give them a chance to yeah around. it's yeah, like, especially it's... in baseball it's like it's 162 fucking games <laughs> whenever i a couple Whenever I'm in Vegas or Nevada or anywhere where I can gamble, my number one game that I go to is I just go to the video version of roulette where there's an actual roulette wheel, but the rest of it is all video. And my whole strategy is I bet odd even and black red. And every single time, like I'll, I'll bet odd red. And if it's odd black, then I switch my like one dollar from odd to even, and then I I take on red and I go double instead of the one that I just lost because I didn't get it. If that makes sense. Okay. I'm just basically sitting there and and hitting the hitting the probabilities. Okay. Yeah. And so it goes back and forth, and sometimes sometimes it gets crazy. Like sometimes it hits red nine five times in a row, or you know something like that, and you're just That's, like amazing yeah <laughs> how long is this going to continue oh my god but <laughs> but anyway roulette is the like the only game in a casino that's ap- actually random right so i just sit there and as long as i just sit there and i stick with my little strategy of just like a dollar here a dollar there oops didn't get it now it's two dollars and like you know blah 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 and I, I can sit there for 10 hours and i can slowly make money very very slowly yeah <laughs> I like I'm gonna sit there for ten hours and I'm gonna walk away like with forty dollars extra, but <laughs> I'm not gonna be a hundred dollars down, you know? Yeah. Right. And you're getting free drinks and you're yeah. doing all that. But the only time that I lose money playing roulette is when I go, Ah, eh, screw it. I'll put ten dollars over here. Like just doing like whenever I do something that's not exactly that little system, that's when I then lose you all yourself. of my money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's it's similar with these fantasy things. Like, just trust yourself. Just pay attention to your draft, and draft well, and trust that you've drafted well, and then that's it. You don't have to think about it anymore. Right, or you know, do think about your other life stuff. Yes, yes, stuff that you must do all of the time. You know, this specific guy does not have much of another life. Unfortunately, he's um, he's disabled. In in he's pretty severely disabled, and so he's just like he's down to the point where this just this is his life is that he sits at home and he plays fantasy baseball. Ah, uh, gotcha. Doesn't have much else going on. I think it's cerebral palsy. I think it's like really severe cerebral palsy that's getting uh, worse. Ooh. Yeah, he's a nice guy, but when it comes to this fantasy baseball shit, he like he's the worst. <laughs> 
definitely has room for improvement. He he did win. Um, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but he did win a season finally. I felt kind of happy for the guy because he always yeah. spends so much time on it. He always leads the league and moves. See, James, like this is the funny thing where I brought Zach into this league. At this point, I gotta say it was like five years ago, maybe six. It's been a while, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> He's ha- still in it. He's still yeah, in the sleep. I, I left to, long ago. I can't. I, I keep forgetting to say, "Don't invite me next season." And then they like talk behind the scenes to okay. get the right amount of teams, and then send out the invites. Yeah. So by the time I get the invite, it's like, <laughs> well, kind okay, of too fine. late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not too late. I could always just be like, "No, nah, I'm good." But it's I, in my mind, it feels like it's too late. Like, I have to go through with it, otherwise I'm going to screw up their stuff that they have set up. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And you will. Uh, You absolutely will. You you like it, too, a little bit. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Especially this season, (laughs) I was doing really good for the first three months because I was actually paying a fair amount of attention. So I was bouncing between first and second for the first three months. But then ever since I um, had to fix my computer, I never even re-logged in on the computer. I just check my phone every couple days. Because I have it on my phone. I'm like, eh, I don't feel like even taking the two seconds to log in on the computer. Yeah. Baseball's a tricky game. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, how many months is the season? Like, what, what is uh, the baseball start, season? Starts like end of March, beginning of April, depending, and then normally they finish up end of September, but then they have the postseason. So um, they normally, the league, I think, normally tries to get them done by the end of October, beginning of November with the World Series. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. But with fantasy, you're playing from basically April 1st to September 30th. Yeah, basically, because it, you know, doesn't count the postseason because, you know. You won't necessarily have all of your games. players playing. Yeah. Some teams right. could end up getting lucky and having like, or specifically draft their team in a way that they have a bunch of players on postseason teams. Whereas, you know, you may have it's one of the best players in baseball, but he's not on a postseason team, so you get kind of screwed over. Yeah, but yeah, baseball is like the longest sport ever. It's yeah. There's it's, what it's like a grind. <laughs> what is it, Zach? There's like 150 games. 162. 162 games in the regular season of baseball. Per team. Per yeah. team. It's, it takes it's like place. half a year almost. Yeah. Football is 16 games. <laughs> <laughs> One six. And then like if you really, if you really like, there's so much analytics now if you really get involved into it. Like, you know, there's like park factors like, ooh, this hitter is doing better at this park. Mm-hmm. And so... Odds are he's not going to do as well, but I don't. I don't really play odds with like baseball. That. With baseball, they say that you're either into baseball for the story or for the stats, because you've got a lot of both. Especially now, yeah, it's there's still a, I think a still an okay amount of resistance to it from some sec, se, uh, segments, but most people have embraced uh, statistics in baseball. What is the story like? What Story or stats, what do you mean? The story can be like, like this is how many times... It, it also involves stats, like... Yeah. This batter against this pitcher, has he hits a home run every third pitch, or something like okay. that. Okay, okay. And so you're in it for the story, like, see if that's going to still happen. 
in addition to the fact that baseball is just steeped in history. Yeah. Because it's been such a thing in America for over a hundred years. They're just like, oh yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yankee Stadium is where it all began. When Babe Ruth pointed over the wall and said, that's where it's going to go. Sure. Okay. And the, the tradition, you know, my dad took me to the game and you have mm-hmm. beer and hot dogs and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So Tradition's so a major part. Yeah. And that's not yet the case with football because football wasn't really a thing anyone gave a shit about until the 60s or 70s. Right. But with baseball, we've got, like, everyone's been paying attention to it since the early 1900s. There was a version of MLB, and I think it was MLB The Show 14 or 15. I don't know if you had these, Zach. I had one of them that was 14, 15, or 16, one of those, and I actually got the most recent one, too. The most recent one is, that's a fun one. I've got 19 as well. Is it? I have to still play it. I haven't played it yet. For home listeners, this is a PlayStation 3, or 4, PlayStation 4 video game where you play baseball. Very good one. (laughs) With the 2014 or 2015 version, you could play, maybe even been 2013, but you could play as the Golden Age or Silver Age of baseball. Those were teams that you could play as. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it was amazing. So you could play as Babe Ruth and just, there was no beating him. At one point when playing with friend of the show, Jesse, I was playing as Golden Age Baseball and I had Babe Ruth on my team and I hit a home run that was 480 feet. Jesus Christ. So to this day, yeah. whenever someone hits a home run, whenever they give out the like the number on it, we go, huh, it's no 480. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. What was, quick, quick, what was Babe Ruth's actual record? For longest home run? Distance? I'm sure it was at least 480. Babe Ruth, longest home run, and I got 510. That is nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 480 was nothing. (laughs) Oh, man. That that just talking about the Babe Ruth reminds me of um, when I was a kid. I had this one baseball game. I forget what it was, but it made it. It was like a lot of games where you can make your own players. Ken Griffey and, Jr. What about Ken Griffey? Was it on the N sixty four? No, no, no. It was on the PS one or two. Oh, okay. And I just remember one time getting bored, and I got tired of you know because I tried to do it the right way, and I would play with like a real team, but I got tired of a. Uh, sometimes losing and so i decided to make a team of like basically a bunch of the best players in the world basically Mm -hmm. because i just max them all out and i remember one time it took me like four hours to complete a game because they just couldn't get me out i Mm. ended up finishing like 90 to like two or something like that it was just absolutely ridiculous i used to like to do that as a kid sometimes and this this wasn't like a cheat or anything. This no, it let it let you make make your own players and it let you choose their statistics. <laughs> <laughs> like now with like MLB the show, like I don't know, they might you they might like let you mess with things, but the main way you make a character is through the road to the show where you you make have like to a earn rookie and you, you have, have to earn, earn stats. the stats. Okay, yeah, gotcha. through batting gotcha. practice and things like that. Like yeah. you can't you can't get good at hitting home runs until you practice hitting home runs. Basically. Yeah, yeah. You can't just move a slider and be good at move, hitting home runs. When, yeah, uh, like, I see. Yeah. When I was like 9, 10, 
back when we were playing on the N64, my cousin had the Ken Griffey Jr. baseball game. And it was his game system and his game, so he knew how it worked far better than I did. <laughs> and this cousin, he was he kind of slightly bullied me my whole life. And it's it's one of these things where, like, my family's like, why don't you like him? Like, well, it's complicated, and you mostly weren't there for all that shit he used to do to me. <laughs> but anyway. He's a bastard, okay? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it was kind of like having an older brother, but without any witnesses. So, <laughs> right. So because he knew the game better and he knew the controls and he would never teach me what the controls were whenever we would play baseball. Cause it was just like you were a team and the other person was a team and you would play a baseball game. He knew how to steal, but he wouldn't teach me how to throw people out. Oh shit. <laughs> and so we'd play these baseball games where he would slowly steal home and like he would beat me like 90 to two. Oh my god! <laughs> it was the worst. Oh, Sounds like it. <laughs> the best racket, though. No, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. You got to figure it out, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. N sixty four. I had fun. God, I used to know the name of a website that would tell you the like codes, tips, and tricks, or something. No. Mm. Cheat. Cheat Code Central. I went to these websites for the PS1 when I finally got one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back when we had, like, literally, you would go in and it would just be a wall of text that you mm-hmm. print up. And it was, like, these combinations of buttons for these games that would, yeah, codes. Well, codes. I had to do this. I remember I had to do this. I had to write things down so often. I had a Batman and Robin game on the Super Nintendo. And it was very fun, but if you made it to a certain point and then you died, you had to write down a code that was a series of triangle, circle, square kind of shit. Yes, yes, and then enter it again at the start menu. And enter it again at the start menu in order to start again from where you just died. And so in my little box that contained all the, like, video game stuff, I would, like, have to pull out this notebook and be like, all right, Batman and Robin, all right. You got triangle, triangle, circle, circle, triangle, square. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Scratch that. It ends in a circle. Delete, delete, yeah. delete. Wait. Oh, man. That was a clever mechanism back then in the games, like, for, for saving it. Now, like, it just saves. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a thing that kids these days have to deal with. It's auto-saving all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm like, a candy bar. If you enter the code wrong, you're fucked, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we used to play uh, The Lion King on Super Nintendo or uh, Aladdin. Those things had hard codes. Pictures of... Man, man, now I want a Super Nintendo, you guys. You can emulate it on a Wii. Really? Of course, the Wii is just about wow. dead. But, um, yeah, on my Wii, I bought a bunch of um, Nintendo, like, NES and Super Nintendo games. And Can I, I get a controller that's the same? Yes. Interesting. That's called the classic controller. Interesting. So I've got a few of these. They're mostly the classic Mario games. I also They also made the SNES and NES classic um, little game system, and you can get it for like 60 bucks, I think. Yeah, I know. I've seen those. I keep meaning to. But I have a Wii. If I can just download a program. Yeah. You, this may have died 
they may have like moved past it, so it may be just that everything is you can't download new things. Okay, gotcha. But I could lend you my Wii so you could play like some old games, not all of them. I don't have time for video games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish like I want one I would just want to have them at my ready so that mm-hmm. one day when I'm like, I have three hours to kill, you just plug this in real quick. But uh, I don't. Yeah. Well, the Super Nintendo, they, they, I don't think they, they didn't make the right moves with the Super Nintendo. And I think we've talked about this because they didn't want. No, it was the PlayStation. They didn't want to include the joysticks on the PlayStation when they did the PlayStation Classic. But in addition to that, like we've talked about, like my PlayStation, I still have it and it works. I don't need to buy a new thing. Right, right. The Super Nintendo, I think they made weird I, weird moves on what they were going to put on that system. The NES is the one system where it's like, oh, they got most of it. They got like 75% of the good games. There was one I used to play at Zach's house. It was like Tropical something. Tropical something. It had something to do with the tropics, I think. Huh. Um... Star Tropics. I used to play this at your house. I don't know. It sounds like you didn't play it, but your dad liked it. it what was, a, was the premise of the I'm, game? I'm looking at it right now. It was a game that was released the year we were born, and I know that your dad was the one who was teaching me how to play it, so I'm pretty sure it. this goes back to the fact that the NES in your house belonged to your father, and it was his from yeah. before he had children. <laughs> <laughs> It looks vaguely familiar, but all all those uh, games kind of looked, all those NES games kind of looked like that. Yeah, it was all kind of, it was kind of like weak as far as, it was just, you just solve puzzles, basically all it was. You just solve puzzles. You were a little boy who was like trying to make his way through maps in order to like get from this place on the map to the next place on the map, you had to solve a little puzzle of like how to get the rocks into the water in between the two parts of the path, stuff like that. <laughs> See that game is like right up my alley. I want to play that game right now. I liked it. You can come over and play it anytime. I've got it hooked <laughs> up to my TV. But yeah, that what was, was the when, first. Yeah. What was the first video game you played ever? Oh God! First ever. Mm. It might have been Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, on PlayStation, Nintendo sixty. That's right. That's right. I think Nintendo 64 was the first game system I played. I mean, if you want to talk video games, it was like Free Ski. Sure. On the computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But on a console, it was something on the N64. Because I came to it much later in life. I went and played my cousin's N64, and then, like a year or so into that, his stepdad gave me a Super Nintendo. Oh, nice. And so I went from Nintendo 64 back to Super Nintendo and then worked my way forward from there. What about you? My brother had a, a 64. Oh, so we we had a a regular Nintendo when I was real young, like four or five. Uh, and then we had a Super Nintendo when I was like eight. Uh, my brother worked uh, when he was like 11 or 12 to get uh no he must have been nine or ten because i was 11 or 12 and he worked all summer and he saved up enough money bought himself a 64 Hmm. 
but like he was not always forthcoming with sharing. He was like, no, bitch, this is mine. Like, you <laughs> yeah. you can't play this, you know? And I'm like, fine, whatever. Like, ultimately, he, he let me play it. But at first, he was like, no. Like, he would lord it over me. I'm like, fine. But so, yeah, we I we spent a lot of time playing video games. When we were younger, that's all you did. Yeah. Go outside, ride your bike, play video games, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Nobody has your phone that you walk around and, like, yeah. Christine got and to play maybe the... Maybe that's why. Maybe if I did... What's that? What? Go ahead. Oh, I just, Christine got to play the NES from an early, early age because one of her grandparents had a stroke. And as part of, like, relearning how to, like, relearning dexterity, the doctor recommended that her grandparents buy themselves an NES. Oh, really? So they oh. did. And so then she spent most of her childhood, like, hanging out over at their house playing their Nintendo that they also played. That's badass. Which is which is why she has like a lot of fond memories of playing the the early Mario games, which is why I got her the NES Classic. But it was all because her grandparents not only had it, but the, it wasn't like they they got it because they had grandchildren. They got it to play for themselves, and then later were like, "Oh yes, I guess our grandchildren can also play this." <laughs> Fine, but let me save my game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What about you, Zach? Like you, obviously, there were video games I, in your home from the time you were born. Yeah, I don't remember what one would have been the first. I'm sure it's something on the NES. You were also one of the first people I knew to have a PlayStation, but that was when we were like eight or nine. Yeah, and I know PlayStation is probably Spyro and Crash, things yeah. like that. Spyro, I know Spyro because yeah. I have a very vivid memory that comes back to me every time I replay Spyro One of your mother, <laughs> your mother yelling at me. Oh really? Yes, your, your your mother, your actual mother, on the over on Bristol. Uh, we were playing it, and there was we unlocked a dragon, and he said something. He said, and I, I I'm never gonna forget this. It's etched in my memory. Excuse me. So there was a whole thing where he was like, and the dragon comes out, and he says, "Big enemies like that," and he's trying to tell you about like how to beat big enemies yeah but he goes big enemies like that and it like sort of like rolls off his tongue and i thought he said big enemies goddamn (laughs) so so i said that i was like did you just say big enemies goddamn and then zach's mom went no because we don't use language like that in this house And I was, <laughs> I was so shamed by it that yeah, how dare you? To this day, because now I have the new Spyro where it's the exact same game, so it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same little clip of the guy saying that. Whenever that dragon is open, I'm like, oh, I'm right back to Adora yelling. Oh at god! Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Because I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed. I had done something that would make her yell at me. Oh jeez. <laughs> She did pull out the big guns, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We don't say things like that in this house. You're right. I'm so sorry. What? Okay, so that's interesting. What cuss words and when? Like, how, how early were you guys when you started cussing on your own, like, with your friends, and then let alone when your parents started being okay with it? 11, and then my mother became okay with it, like, the moment I turned 18. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think my 
dad would have been more or less okay with it from the time I was a teenager. But I made a pretty conscious effort to try and limit it, and that lasted until I started working full-time. My my mom did this thing that I really respect her for, but for some reason, all of these things that she hung over my head about all the time, my entire life, basically the second I turned 18, she just went, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Like cursing, breaking the law, I really don't care because now I can't be prosecuted for it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to do you and it's fine. Mm-hmm. So what about you, James? What, cussing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, seven probably hmm. oh. <laughs> is when I started cussing just on my own. And then in my teenage years, my parents sort of stopped really caring. My dad was kind of cool with it when I was like 12 or 13 like not really but like some words he was like it was fine um, my mom wasn't really cool with it until I was like 16 or 17 you know or 18 but I, I tried to not cuss all the time but sometimes it came out one time I was uh yeah I had to be seven my parents were still together we were babysitting this girl and she wanted to give me a makeover uh, and so she and my sister were like, yeah, like they, they called me in the room and I was like, what's going on? They were like, we're going to give you a makeover and put makeup on you. And I was like, hell no. Hmm. And my mom goes, what did you say? Hmm. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but I was like, hell no, you're not putting makeup on me right now. <laughs> so I started cursing. A very in a very specific manner, which was because um, my grandparents and my aunt, who was the mother of my cousin, who was always mean to me, all lived out in Lockford. And in Lockford, okay. there was one grocery store, and it's the Payless. The Payless at the time, you could rent videos from it. And so my cousin and I would go rent the videos we wanted to watch because we would stay with my grandparents, and my grandparents would let us just sleep in their motorhome. So they had this motorhome where it just parked in their backyard and we would, we each had like a little twin bed and there was a TV down at the foot of the bed so we could just watch whatever movies we rented. Man, that's perfect. But we would go like pick out the movies we wanted and then because my aunt had to pay for them because we were children, we would have to wait for her to come over and then she would quote unquote rent them. Now, she was not someone who paid that much attention so we could just pick out like literally any movie in the world and be like, we're renting these movies. And she'd be like, cool. And give eight, $8 to the video rental guy. And so <laughs> one of the movies that we rented when we were 11 was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. And so because we rented Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, like we got very, very, um, well introduced to how to use the F word because the <laughs> F word. That's how the movie starts. It's exactly with that rap from Jay. Do you still remember it? I no, absolutely do. And someone, do someone was quoting it backstage the other day and I was like, ah, oh, James, I'm bobbing right back. But yeah, it goes, fuck, 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 fuck. Mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, fuck, mother, fuck, mother, fuck, noise, noise, noise. One, noise, two. Noise, noise. 
A noise, noise. One, two, one, two, three, four. Noise, noise, noise. Smoking weed, smoking weed. Doing coke, drinking beers. Drinking beers, beers, beers. Beer. Rolling fatty, smoking blunts. Who smokes blunts? Who smokes we blunts? Smoke. Oh, it says we smoke <laughs> blunts. Rolling blunts and smoking. And the guy comes up and he wants to buy from him. He goes, hey, let me get a nickel bag. Fifteen bucks, little <laughs> man. Put that shit in my hand. If the money doesn't show, then you owe me. Yo, me, yo, boom, boom. Jungle love. Oh, we, oh, we, yo. What is that, Purple Rain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. First of all, they're coming out with a part two. What? Jay and Son Bob strike back again. Okay, I'm ready to watch it. Yeah, I know, me too. Uh, second, that's phenomenal that yeah, <laughs> you are exposed, pop culture exposed you so early. Yeah. So fucking, that's one of my favorite movies. Like, I love Kevin Smith's style and it's like just goofy enough to where it's like funny, but like, it's also committed. Like the actors who are in it, like are just like, they're totally committed. And yeah. he's like saving the monkey that he named after the girl that he's in love with from falling out of the van that's going to fall into the Grand Canyon or something like that. It's just it's an amazing movie. But yeah, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah, before I even knew who the fuck Will Ferrell was. Right. But yeah, so I'm 11 watching Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and that's I really, I really got to know the F word watching that movie. And then I really got to know <laughs> nudity watching um, Not Another Teen Movie around the same time, probably the same summer. Sure. Which is why I can never look at Captain America the same way that most of America oh. looks at him. <laughs> because I remember Chris Evans, like, I remember watching Chris Evans doing, like, all this terrible shit. He had some little independent movie that he made that he directed and wrote that involved him being at a party where... London. London is that what the name of the movie is? Yep. We've probably Just talked about this before. And, uh, no, no, no. Have we? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, uh, Jason Statham, Jessica Biel. Yeah, yeah. And so the fucking super sad, super awkward. Half the movie is him doing coke in a bathroom, getting ready to yeah. go down and see his ex girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris Evans had a whole career before Captain America that was very anti Captain America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the shit that Captain America is is just about the opposite of Chris Evans. Well, and let's not forget <laughs> that was Johnny Storm. Yes, he was Johnny Storm. Right. In a very underrated movie, he was Johnny Storm. Yes. Another Jessica Beale, wasn't it? No. Uh, Alba. Uh, uh, Alba. Jessica Alba, that's right. Yeah. That's um, right. And, okay, he was in a movie called Push. With yeah. Dakota Fanning, and right. I fucking loved that movie, and I really, really wish they would make a part two. They left it wide open to do so, but they have not. In like, and 15, wasn't wasn't he in Cellular also? Uh, yeah, I think so. Anyway, most of his move most most of his movie career before he was Captain America was just like saying the f word on screen. <laughs> <laughs> How can you take him fucking seriously now? Blooch. Yeah. Well, now he's not. I don't know. I haven't finished the movie, but I hear he's not Captain America anymore. Oh, you, uh, so you still haven't finished it? No, like I say, I we started it at seven thirty, maybe eight, and then. And you paused to come that, talk to us. 
Yes. Oh my Could god. Could have been like, yo, I'm kicking it with the Vengies. Like, no, 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 no. Vengies is... You've still got another 90 minutes left. If That's you fine. had if you had told me that you were uh, in the middle of Avengers, I'd have been like, you can keep so on doing that. And talk to me? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Oh, agreed. I'm fine. I've waited this long. Like, what the hell do I care? <laughs> yeah, it's not like he doesn't know the spoilers. That's fair. I know what I know. Yeah, I know most. Of, like I know who dies. <laughs> I know who doesn't die. Mostly, they're gonna. I'm sure there's gonna be a couple of like question marks for me. But that's true. Largely, I know how it ends. Since since we've gone back to more, um, <laughs> well, we've been doing that mostly for the last <laughs> uh, half hour, but have either of you two um, <gasps> Sorry. watched... Okay. Oh, go ahead. Um, he's apparently in pre-production for the American remake of my favorite BBC show that never got a second season. Oh, nice. Which is... It's called Jekyll. Oh, oh I think you've talked to me about that before. I'm sure I have because it is like one of the favorite things I've ever seen. And I know that it is a reproduction of the BBC version because his character, which is the guy who's Jekyll and Hyde, has the same name, which is Tom Jackman. Okay. Nice. I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> well, uh, don't as long as you do it um, in your own home, yes, I, I won't go to And Stephen Moffat's involved. going to specifically come to your home. Stephen Moffat's involved. <laughs> Stephen Moffat wrote the other one. Oh, my oh, really? God. Oh, nice. I'm... So in. I'm sorry. Go ahead with whatever you're talking about. When does it come about. out? I don't no, know. That was fine. I don't know. Just had a fangasm. When does yeah, the show come out? It's. I don't know. It's in pre-production. I'm working on this. Uh, uh I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> you guys talk. What I was just going to ask is if either of you two um, have watched The Boys on Amazon. Yes. No. Yes, I did have. Did you? Okay. I, I did. I. Uh, I loved what? it. Okay. Good. Me too. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> Is this have, is, is it gay? You seen, is it about gays? <laughs> yes. Is it about the yeah, gays? It's a lot of very explicit um, gay sex, uh-huh. and so. But is it? But is it really about gay people? Just that that leads <laughs> no, me not to at that. All. Oh, not at all. Oh, okay. It's funny that that um, have you not been keeping? Are you, are you still listening to Back to Work? Yeah, they yes. men- they men- they mention it in that um, a little bit. Oh, I've only been vaguely listening for months because they haven't oh. gotten interesting in a while. Yeah, what I'm not that? sure if I'm going to keep up with it or not. But it's about corrupt superheroes. Yeah. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. It's yeah. very yeah. it's very amazing. It's only eight episodes, so it's not a huge time commitment. But I, it's definitely worth watching. I thought it was it's one of my favorite shows of the year. Jekyll again. <laughs> Why did it fail in the UK? I don't think it, f- it. Well, here's the thing: is that they left when they ended the first season. They're now calling it a miniseries in right okay. for the BBC, which at the okay. time they weren't calling it a miniseries right out of the gate. <laughs> so. They've rewritten history a little bit, calling it a miniseries now. But they ended it with that there was a little bit more to learn. It, it was the kind of thing where the way they ended it, like it was a cliffhanger, but it wasn't enough of a cliffhanger to be like, oh, I can't wait for season two. But it was enough to be like, whoa, there's a whole lot more going on here. And you didn't necessarily need to learn the rest of it. Um, okay. I don't specifically, specifically know why they ended 
it. Let me go to remake of this. It's from 2007. My my directorial debut was my fresh or not freshman, my senior year of high school. I directed The Curious Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because of this miniseries that I just fell in love with. Interesting. Loved this thing. So now I have season one on DVD because my mom gave it to me as like my director's gift. Let's see trivia about it. Let's see. Each episode was shot in twelve days. Okay, fine. Klein and Anderson. I understood that reference. Yeah, I don't know why it ended. Maybe it was meant to be a miniseries from the beginning, but I don't I don't know. It's amazing though. If you ever get a chance to watch Jekyll, it's only six episodes, I think. It's fan fucking tastic. How many episodes is it? Uh huh uh huh tell me season one has how many episodes? It has Yeah, six episodes. Can we hear this? <laughs> yes, we can absolutely yes, hear that. Very much. What is it? This is my microphone, I guess. I, oh. I thought I wasn't using that. I can never tell oh. with this thing oh. where my microphone is coming from or not. Uh, and since I don't have any sound coming into my headphones other than you guys, hmm. I uh, this doesn't register at all to me. What does it sound like to you? It sounds like uh, you like you have an empty bottle on a table and you're knocking it back and forth. Really? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh God. That's, that's so for Jekyll just to get you more into it so it's this guy who all of a sudden in his 40s starts to have a Jekyll and Hyde issue because it's not like in Jekyll and Hyde the story where he's drinking a potion he just okay. un- unbeknownst to himself he suddenly will morph and so it becomes more like a Bruce Banner Hulk thing where they slowly okay. like make some um, concessions to each other and they sort of make rules for each other. Oh, okay. Things like Mr. Hyde likes to have sex and so one of Dr. Jackman's rules is that you have to use a condom every time and he has them all numbered. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's... so, So it becomes like, how is it that you are... Oh, and he's always on schedule. Like, he knows that Hyde is coming at 4 p.m. And so he's doing everything in his power to, like, he's like, oh, shit, it's 3.30. I got to go. Like, I have to get ready for this. Look this up here. It's so good. James Nesbitt as Jekyll and Hyde. And so then they're trying to figure out, like, why he doesn't need a potion to change, and then it turns out that Dr. Jekyll never actually needed a potion to change. That was something that he asked his good friend Robert Louis Stevenson to insert into the story when he was writing the very real story of Jekyll and Hyde. Hmm. Oh. Okay. To just, like... Like, in really real life, this, or that's what they're saying? That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Okay. Obviously, there was no real Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a real Robert Louis Stevenson. 
Interesting. Yeah, and it turns out it that sounds, this, corp- familiar. this corporation is like overseeing the whole thing, even though no one knows. Yeah. Hmm. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> we watched uh, Hide and Seek yesterday. Hmm. It's in the theaters now. It's, I think uh, I saw a trailer for that. Yeah, it's like a, a comedy horror film or a horror comedy, I guess. It was. It's meant to be like a dark comedy, but it's really gory and kind of like suspenseful. Oh, it's actually spelled like the real hide. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the Wait, said, uh, five film. Okay. In theaters now. Uh, yeah. So not the 2005 film with Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning? Is the no. actual title maybe Ready or Not, A, hide, a Killer Game yep, of Hide and that's Seek? It. Okay. That's okay. it. That's the one. Then, yes, what I have, yeah, 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 yeah. Ready or Not. No, no worries. I, I, have seen, I have seen trailers for that. I thought it looked very interesting. It was like, cool. Not like, I mean, the internet... Like, not like, I guess, not interesting in the sense of like a very uh, in like depth the movie but just like yeah it was a fun movies. it's a, a yeah. fun little romp i like movies like that therefore i would like it type of thing yeah and brody yeah. and andy mcdowell yeah yeah totally rocking it i miss adam brody you miss him he exists he's he's there yeah, i know he's there he's just not in movies very often <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, I got really high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. That makes me happy. Everyone says there's a big twist, which I didn't really get, but it's fine. 87 on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that what you're saying, Zach? Wow. Yeah. I got feels of uh, um, You're Next watching the trailer. Hmm. You're Next is one of my favorite movies, so. Tell me about You're Next. Um, It's a... It's like a dark, um, dark comedy horror film where it's like a family get together and then killers start picking people off one by one, hmm. and then um, one of the family members' girlfriends um, has to try and survive, basically. Eh, not, not quite the same. No, no, no. I, I, I meant yeah. kind of the same genre, not same not the feel. same. Yeah. yeah, not the same like con like um, storyline, but the same. Uh, but yeah, but just to read right from feel. the first sentence on Wikipedia, "Ready or Not" is a 2019 American black comedy horror film. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And if you read uh, the Wikipedia page for your next, it's your next is a 2011 American black comedy horror thriller film. So yeah. same, like same genre is more what I meant. Not a. Uh, any plot-wise element being the same. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, 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 hmm. Yeah, I'm just a sucker for those types of movies. <laughs> you would actually probably like this one then. It had a good, a decent amount of humor, and it was uh, well crafted. I think I, without spoiling anything, the main character, the the girl, yeah, uh, she has like modern day logic like she doesn't fall for the traps of like i'm just gonna go upstairs and like like she you know yeah that that's what really okay yeah i would probably like it then because that was what drew me to your next the girl that's like the main focus of it wasn't like 
it wasn't like normal horror tropes where like they just started everyone's an idiot and like most of the people in the film were were idiots but i mean the main person was more like no we should not do that right yeah so yeah you should give it a watch you'd probably enjoy it oh and the girl in ready or not was in the babysitter okay ah. it was a netflix horror movie comedy horror she so she's kind of got a niche then yeah <laughs> Yeah, if if you if you like that, you should check out the Babysitter on Netflix. I don't think it was like it wasn't as good as a lot of horror I saw, but it was definitely entertaining. Basically, the, the general premise is um, a young boy has a crush on his babysitter who ends up being someone that likes to sacrifice people to the devil. Ah, cool, perfect. Yeah, and that's Samara Weaving. I th- um I think she's the main girl in it, yeah. The like the main villain in the babysitter. Gotcha. Um have you ever seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Oh my god, yes, that movie's amazing. It yeah, amazing. it's it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, <laughs> You're Next, Cabin in the Woods. I love those movies. I used to go to this um, Halloween horror film festival where all the films were voted on by all the attendees of the party. Oh. And it would start with the least scary and move on to the most scary from there. And so I would watch the first movie and then not watch the rest of them. And so (laughs) that's how I've seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is absolutely Uh, an amazing movie. (laughs) Amazing movie, but not scary. Yeah. Just because you see what either of them are scared by, like each group is scared by a different thing, and it's not—they're both scared by nothing, right? And the only thing that's bad that happens is they do it to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't believe they did that, and then the other ones are like, "I can't believe they did that." Shit. (laughs) Amazing. Why would they kill themselves on our old tree stump? (laughs) I normally watch that movie at least once a year. (laughs) Why would they? Why would they kill some sort of tree stump versus why would they kill him on their old tree stump? Yeah. <laughs> no, he just tripped, buddy. Oh, God. Yeah. That's man. Oh, man. It's great. <laughs> I moved Fellas, on. I'm going to go get a refill on some water. I will be back shortly. Oh, okay. Okay. I moved on from oh. James's movie to Adam Brody to the Donna's, which was a rock band that I don't, I don't know if you remember them Zach they were a big deal in about the year 2002 oh from Palo Alto from Palo Alto and one of them is from Stockton and so because I was I was trying to remember which one was from Stockton um, I'm pretty sure it's the one whose name is not a hyperlink <laughs> but we had a teacher for a while who was very proud of the fact that one of the Donnas was from Stockton you and I, Mrs. Kirshen. Really? She taught one of the Donnas, and she was she was always telling me about it because I was very into rock music at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was not, so... Well, yeah. Into music at all. I'm real quick. <coughs> hmm. Trying to see. I'm playing right now their 
uh, song that they had that charted the highest in the U.S. If I heard it, "Take It Off" in two thousand two. Take it off two thousand two. That that would be the one. That would be the big one. I don't remember it at all. I don't think I heard this. Not bad, but I don't think I've heard this. I've got a stupid ad. Okay. No, thanks. Let me move up to when they actually huh. play. Oh, yeah. I totally remember that song. Yeah. It's one of those things where it feels like I could I could have heard it, or it might just be, like, getting it conflated with other alt-rock type stuff. They didn't stick around for a long time, unfortunately, but their biggest selling point was that they were all women. And so they were they were pretty darn talented, but they weren't talented enough to get beyond the fact that they were all women, and that's why there was something worth paying attention to. Yeah. It's like I it, now in this day and age, just like well, you know, who cares? All women, all men, all whatevers, all drag queens doesn't matter. It's just a band to listen to their music. But um, in two thousand two. That was the biggest reason. It was like, oh man, have you heard this like punk rock? Because that's what we called alternative rock at the time. Have you heard this like punk rock band, The Donnas? I remember when all of that went down. Remember The Donnas? Yes. One oh, of nice. The Donnas is from it Stockton. Was... Really? The original drummer is from Stockton. Hey, right on. What's her name? Uh, she doesn't have a hyperlink. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like that was the thing. Like they were, they were good enough. They were pretty good. Uh, Amy Cesari. Oh yeah, no, I have no idea. Hmm. <laughs> but that was when. So this was during the transition where I I missed the boat real quick because I was into this kind of music, Zach, and. And this at the time was called emo music. This is when <laughs> Jimmy Eat World was emo music and like stuff like that. You called it emo because it was people emoting in their in their music, even though it was like sort of a mix between indie rock, alt rock, punk kind of stuff. But they called it emo. And so I was proudly saying in high school, like, oh yeah, I listen to emo music. And people were like what you listen to emo music and that was because i had missed that fallout boy had started to come out oh so (laughs) i was accidentally aligning myself with fallout boy people which was not the case i was listening to i was listening to spoon and saying that spoon was emo and fallout boy was garbage but yeah but how were you to know i wasn't i didn't where do we fit but who will have us? Now nobody cares. Now that you're outside of high school, people are like, yeah, whatever. Well, you remember, you you remember know, how emo important or not that emo was? Like that. that was very oh, important it was in high school to important. have like all these very specific titles that you needed to yeah. defer upon yourself. I am a guy who listens to emo music. And nobody wanted to be emo once that shit happened. But then like yeah. emo kids were like, yeah, fuck you. Like we're still emo. <laughs> well, exactly. Cause that was, that was the real thing of like, like, like who, who has lasted? Cause I'm still listening to spoon and many people are still listening to spoon. Very few people are listening to fallout boy. Although I, I've learned, I learned earlier today that that's untrue. 
some <laughs> some of the high school kids in the show that I'm in were talking about how much they love Fall Out Boy, and I was telling them that they needed to get a life. Uh, you know, it's one of those things when you're at that age. That is what you need, kind of weirdly. I guess so, but I never really got into like nothing that could be really considered metal. Even most Metallica stuff was too much for me. It was too hard, but like I did get into like gangster rap, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so like it wasn't the content; it was just the the sound, I guess, the physics of the sound. Phonetics, no. Phonics, no. Sort of, no, no. I know what you mean. Just like just the the, the feel of it. Yeah, I was listening to an old Spoon song earlier, and I was just talking about how how important the bass was in the song. Because I'm a nerd, and I babble at my family about shit like that while we listen to just some old song. We're listening to a 20-year-old song from Spoon, and I'm like, yeah, listen to that. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. What, okay. What, how would you classify old They Might Be Giants? They're kind of emo. Right now, like that emo is a thing, but like, but like also not. They don't really sing about anything that emotional. No, they don't. Um, they might be giants. I mean, it just they're like they're just sort of that alt indie thing that was like a beautiful, beautiful thing that came from the mid '90s through the mid 2000s. Yeah, I oh, just yeah. I just kind of go indie on them, and now like obviously they're these huge, huge stars. Are they? John Flansburg. I mean, he. He can't keep a drink in his hand because he's he's too busy spilling it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> they're enormous stars. For what? For I know they did Malcolm in the Middle, and I know they did uh, uh, that science stuff. But like, what? Like recently, this has happened. It's just one of these things where they they have existed at their current level, but rising by four percent a year in popularity. Fair enough. Ever yeah, since, so they're still underground hits. Oh my god, yeah, I, I've never heard of them really before, but they constantly are making shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, John John yeah. Flansburg can't like shut the fuck up. Thirty years now. Yeah, yeah. They oh yeah formed in eighty two. Formed in eighty two. Yeah. Which really surprises me. There's a very good episode of Home Movies, um, where they play the camp counselors. <laughs> <laughs> and home movies is an early Brendan small vehicle. Brendan small who ended up doing, what is the show called where it's like the metal band metalocalypse or something? Oh yeah. Metalocalypse. Okay. So Brendan small ended up doing that, but he got them to be on an episode of home movies, which was his show at the time where he played a character named Brendan small. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing. There's nice. like they're, they're the music counselors, and so there's this scene where they go, "I am just a note. I am all alone. I wish <laughs> I had a friend." And then like John Flansburgh comes in and he goes, "I'm another note." And then and then eventually Brendan Small comes in and goes, "What's up, guys?" And then they're like talking about how they're creating a chord. <laughs> Between the three of them. Dude, that's legit. Yeah. They have a whole series of uh, children's albums. Yes. That are just amazing. Here Comes Science is honestly just a great album. Like, I'll sing it even now. I'll listen to the full fucking album. 
and they have a like here comes math too which i never really got but here comes science shit john lynn was born in 1959 (laughs) when was john flansburg born probably close 1960 yep holy fuck yeah anyway so there i still would categorize them as indie rock even though they have made quite a killing on being that yeah, agreed. Agreed. They're kind of along the lines of your. I don't know if you remember, <laughs> Zach. I don't know if you remember the things that you used to do, but you uh, <laughs> you listened to a band called something like Fishing in America, Trout Fishing in America. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, I I and I looked up their songs and I can confirm I did. Trout Fishing in America was a band that was trying their best to be they might be giants. I can oh, guarantee okay. it. I can guarantee it. The, they Might Be Giants has written the most true song ever. The truest song in the world. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. <laughs> now you're even <laughs> older. Right. Now you're even oh, yeah, okay. older. You're yeah. older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. And now you're older still. And then the other guy comes in. Time is marching on, and time <laughs> is still marching on. It's the it's the most perfect. I have to apologize to trout fishing in America who have been around since one year before they might be giants. Ooh. Oh shit! <laughs> so they didn't try and fight their style. Zach, did you know that the trout fishing in America guys have a huge height disparity? I did not. There is at least a foot and a half difference in height between these two men. Like, if you look at the Trout Fishing in America Wikipedia page, you will see that one man is probably 5'6", and the other one is probably 6'5". Oh, fuck. (laughs) They're very differently sized men. Oh, also, looking at them now compared to the videos I was seeing, Uh oh, boy, they have aged. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. I, mean, I guess I can't say too much. Well, yeah, it's a a picture of them from 2019, so that was going to happen. yeah so i've moved on james to the now the only music i listen to is irish music and uh emo music from the early aughts (laughs) perfect yeah but irish music from the early aughts how do you feel about that (laughs) i fucking love it i was explaining this to christine at some point about like even to this day irish bands that like consider themselves sort of punkish bands they herald so much back to these indie rock bands from 1999 2005 oh, sure. you know oh, that totally. kind of thing totally. they just because Europe tends to be a little bit behind the US in certain cultural aspects and then the US tends to be behind Europe and other cultural aspects like when I went to Paris in 2000 in the summer or the spring of 2008 and I bought this scarf this kind of scarf that i saw everyone wearing and then i came home and the next winter everyone was wearing that kind of scarf and i was like haha motherfuckers i have won this from paris (laughs) (laughs) but i think when it comes to music like ireland's a little bit behind but then you have the addition of things like like the fiddles and the and the bagpipes a little bit not really bagpipes as much as tin whistles i don't know I don't know what a tin whistle is. A tin whistle? 
that's a little like penny whistle kind of shit that they play in Irish music. Uh, I th- I know what I think I know what it sounds like. Yeah. What does it look like? It looks like a very thin tube of tin with some holes on it. Hmm. Yep, there it is. You know a tin whistle. You probably yep. have owned a few. Yep, I beatboxed into one at least. Yeah. I, uh, I I thought that was like a weird recorder. I guess I didn't know. It's, it's based on a recorder. Like everything's based yeah. on a recorder. Zach, what is your favorite? What is your favorite type of music to listen to at this time? Uh, hmm. it, it really. I haven't been listening to a whole lot lately because of podcasts. But um, if I had to pick one that I listen to the most often. Probably like rock or alt rock. Okay. See, I have the, the, that's the trap. That's the trap that I find myself falling into, where I go like every time, every single time, like I'm alone and I'm allowed to listen to whatever I want. I go for podcast, and so more and more, I have been battling myself and going like, "Listen, dude, you like music. Listen to music, right? It's fucking stupid." And so I like. In in certain times, I will make myself listen to music, even though I, I'm doing the podcast a lot. How about you, James? Like, yeah. what's your what's your what's your go to music? Uh, it's morphed into like a an overall folk music. Okay, uh, but but a lot of Irish and a lot of like pirate music. Uh, and lately, like I've been trying, uh, like adding more and more hip hop into it. So, like I. I started watching a show called The Woo Assassin on Netflix. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, the elements uh, of fire, wind, you know, or water, air, like that sort of thing. Like people can control the elements and then they form like gangs and factions and they have to fight. And it's so um, anyways, uh, it there's a lot of like cool hip hop in this show. And so I'm like Googling stuff and I'm like, listen to those things. And so since those are in my algorithm now, like on my weekly random, like more and more hip hop is coming in, which is okay. Cool. Uh, but I also like, am battling with myself. Like I have to remind myself, Hey, you listen to music and like at work. Cause I have about three hours every day at work before my clients come in. I don't see clients until 10 o'clock, mm. but like the, my, you know, my coworkers like to talk to me and stuff. Uh, and so, I, I don't. I just haven't been listening to music, and I keep trying to remind myself, like, hey, that's a thing that you do. Yeah, you know, that but, was there was a point. I'm sure, like me, like there was a point where this was the defining part of your personality that you yeah. listened to music. Please continue to do so, or you're going to disappear. Right. Or yeah, something else is going to happen, yeah. and then I'll find it again later and be like, man, why don't I fucking listen to music all the time? Yes. Yep. I'm there. I don't know if you guys have noticed this with the Marvel movies, but the soundtracks to the Marvel movies have gotten more specific and awesome lately. Yes. I I, I only halfway noticed this all the way through until, um, well, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is its own thing, because that became part of the story, this the yeah. soundtrack that they were playing. But with Captain Marvel, the soundtrack to Captain Marvel was so goddamn good that we walked out of the theater and we were like, let's find the Spotify playlist that somebody made 
that is the soundtrack to Captain Marvel. Like, I don't need, I don't need all the scene change, like bullshit, like the things that the composer did, which was, it was good. Yes. I don't want to listen to it right now though. And, and so that's when I started like noticing how, how good and well curated the soundtracks to the Marvel movies are. And so now sometimes that's just the thing I'll do. I'll be like, you know what? I want to listen to Captain Marvel today. I want to listen to (laughs) Spider-Man. I haven't done that too much, but it's funny because my dad actually does that quite a bit. Oh, does he really? Yeah. The Captain Marvel soundtrack is goddamn good. It really is. Yeah, I can't say I've ever gone out of my way to listen to it, but it it is very good. I mean, that's one of the few movies I've gone to and seen twice in a movie theater. <laughs> I would I would have done it if I didn't have a child. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is part of, like, we talked about why I didn't see Venge's in the theaters. Like, it was going to take too much planning. Yeah. yeah. Plus, that one specifically is so long. Exactly. I'm very happy to watch it in, like, a three-part installment. I have enjoyed everything I've watched so far. It's been very fun. <laughs> and I'm fully caught up. And then maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, I'll watch another hour or so. And it'll be great. <laughs> Just like a series. Yeah. Or I'll secretly watch the whole thing tonight and I won't tell my wife about it. I'll just pretend like... <laughs> what? That's... No, I don't know. Huh. That's the that's the best option. <laughs> Just stay up late and watch it. Well, if we're doing that, do you, then I gotta get off soon. Do you guys do uh, Nickelodeon? What? Huh? Like, do you sub to Nickelodeon, or do you like do you no. pay for it? No, no. For like, uh, you can get it off Amazon or whatever. I know you wouldn't, Zach, but I figured CJ might I have a child. Yeah, but no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, no. It's. It's the only platform that I can find Avatar The Last Airbender or mm, The Legend oh. of Korra. Amazon used to have Legend of Korra. Amazon has them both, but like it, <laughs> you have to pay. You have to pay. Well, I, it used to be Prime. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, I know it used to be, but now it's it's uh, 30 oh, bucks yeah. a season or, or two ninety nine an episode or something. Yeah. Well, even well, just between Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix, we mostly have everything, or we can fake it. So, like, just before I started recording, she was adamant that she wanted to watch the movie The Good Dinosaur because she saw some, like, little title card for it somewhere. <laughs> so instead, I turned on We're Back, A Dinosaur Story that is on Netflix. <laughs> oh, God. I used to love that when I was a kid. Yeah, that was it's a great movie. And she was totally happy. She's like, yeah, cool, dinosaur movie. Like, yep, you Perfect. are correct. Yeah. It is funny, though, because I loved it so much as a kid. Then the nostalgia was so strong when I saw it on Netflix. I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good movie. And I'm like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. I need to turn this off before it ruins yeah. my nostalgia. Yes, it's pretty weak. The whole the whole plot of it is pretty weak. Yeah. And yeah, it's... It's not a but good movie. I got it off in time. I still have fun memories. Good. So I, I I haven't watched the whole thing in a long time. I like really the last time like I sat down and I watched the whole thing start to finish. I think I was in preschool. Quite honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was really young. I'm sure you were young too, because James. I don't know if we've brought this up before, but our friend Zach was like his defining characteristic as a young boy was that he was into dinosaurs. 
Yeah. Oh, no. What? We've never talked about oh. that ever. Oh, have we not? Yeah, no. I... <laughs> and when we're not we talking 10 years old, we're talking like maybe six. But Zach's yeah. defining characteristic at that point was that he was into dinosaurs. His favorite dinosaur was the Deinonychus. How come? Yeah, I, I, That's a pretty uh, killer well, dinosaur. Yeah, it's Let's a cool looking dinosaur. Obviously, I can't speak for what, like, five, six year old me. So, honestly, it's probably from watching Jurassic Park or something. It, it could be. I have no idea. I, I, do, I do know that I was allowed to watch Jurassic Park when I was very young. Yeah. Because of, of how much I like dinosaurs. Well, I think it, so. it, now, it, occasionally I look at the things I'm doing as a father and I can kind of compare myself to what I'm pretty sure your dad did as a father. And I'm pretty sure I'm kind of like your dad as a father. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very okay with my child watching this. My child watch, has watched every single Avengers movie, including yeah, yeah. including Vengies. My my dad was very like he didn't really look at age so much when it came to movies. It was more like how mature I was at the time and what the content of the movie was. I remember there's a couple times where I got in a little bit of trouble when I would my dad would let me see something and go home and be like, "Oh, mom, I watched this when I was at dad's house." Hmm. It's like he <laughs> let you watch what? It's like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't tell her what. what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far Christine doesn't doesn't really complain, but so like, um, one of Holly's favorite movies to watch is Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> but she only likes the parts that Hulk is in. Oh, okay. So occasionally, instead, I will show her Planet Hulk, which is basically the same story. Yeah. If you are interested in the Hulk part of Thor Ragnarok, it's the same story with more content. Um, and so when it comes down to like the parts where it's the big battlefield, she wants to come talk to me about how they're being mean to each other. And I'm like, that's right. They are being mean to each other because they're hitting each other and we don't do that. They're being bad, and they're all going in timeout later on, which works out <laughs> fine because they like get like knocked out and <laughs> strapped to chairs and shit. I'm like, see, they got <laughs> timeout because that they were being mean. But yeah, that's not a movie for two year olds, even though it's one of her favorites. And I, <laughs> I will happily put it on anytime she asks. I want to watch Hulk. Oh yeah. Let's do it. What does she call it? She calls it something specific about Hulk. Like Dancing Hulk or something. I don't know. I think what the what some of the one of the ones I liked when I was young that was one that uh, it was, there was a disagreement on whether or not I should be allowed to see it was uh, Spawn. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> Spawn. And I yeah. Yes, I did. And I no, used to. I used to love that movie when so... I was young. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the one I remember. Uh huh. I didn't oh, see that till man. much later in life. Oh, I got to see it wasn't that. Bad. Pretty it pretty soon after it came out. <laughs> stuck pretty close to the uh, the cartoon. I th I thought it was I thought it was amazing when I was a. Yeah. child watching it, you know, seven, eight were, years old. Yeah, you were seven when it came out. Yeah. John Leguizamo. Yeah, oh yeah, as the fat clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael J. Clown. White. Yeah. Martin Sheen. Martin oh, Sheen. man, that movie. That makes me want, want to watch it again. <laughs> Shit. 
I want them to like do a remake of that with like today's graphics and sh- yeah. Also Blade, but I was a little bit older. But I was still I think I got to see it like when I when it came out. So I was like eight or nine when Blade when I watched Blade. I only ever saw Blade Trinity. Oh my god, you saw the worst one. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was terrible. Yeah, the first Blade is actually badass. Yeah, first one's good. Second one's kind of dumb, but the action's good. And then third one's just dumb all the, all the way around. Hmm. Uh, so the first one actually saved my wife. What? Really? Uh, at, in uh, 2015, when she was doing Rocky Horror, she was on stage, and she uh, dislocated her arm. Huh. And she came backstage, and I thought it was her costume, and she was, and I was like, is your costume stuck? She's like, no, it's my arm. And I was like, okay, shit, like, release your arm. And I remembered... In the oh movie shit! Because of yeah, they, shit. yeah. Like she deals with that with him. Like they have to pull his arm out, and uh, they do it in a specific way. Like in, in in Lethal Weapon, like he smacks his shoulder until it goes in. But in Blade, they bend the elbow and they pull the arm straight out until it goes into socket. When she dislo- when the doctor dislocated her arm, her shoulder. So Blade does that to like help her in the subway, and so I just like instinctively did that, and I totally like. Oh my like, god relocated my wife's shoulder like it was it was totally creepy and then when i told her she was like how did you know how to do that and i was like the movie blade with wesley snipes <laughs> she was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i would 100 percent recommend blade the yeah. first blade to anyone that likes action or comic book movies okay agreed agreed yeah if you if you like the first one i think the second one's worth a watch too but it's not nearly yep. as good yep and then you don't need to even know the third one exists. 